it's Sarah. Surprise, surprise. We're veering a little off course today, and more so than I have veered before, because today is Friday, June 9th. If you're listening to this today, I'm basically coming at you live because I am going to release this today. We have been out of the country. We're in Cancun for a family wedding this week. And before that, we had family staying with us. And before that, I was out of state for my baby shower. So I wasn't sure if I was going to be able to get an episode up this week. But while we were in Cancun, I had this crazy encounter with a stranger. And I thought, you know what? This Friday is just going to be some story time. Just you and me sitting down talking about a crazy encounter that I had that would happen to me. I mean, it's not like this stuff follows me around by any means, but anyway, let me get to the point. So we got in after midnight last night and I just went and picked up our dogs from the dog sitter today, literally walked in my door, sat down, connected my laptop after pulling it out of my carry on. And here we are just you and me. So we're in Cancun. I am 31 weeks pregnant, so it's not my typical vacation experience. It was wonderful, but I'm like waddling around, trying not to fall, trying to stay hydrated. I feel a little stiff. I'm puffy from the flight. Great time to be in a swimsuit all day long. It's probably what day three, I think it was. So I'm waddling, huffing and puffing my stiff legs and puffy feet into the bathroom for like the 27th time before noon. And I go around the corner to use my usual stall. I know where I'm going. Feels like a second home in here. And I see this tall girl bent over her open suitcase around the corner and she's digging around in it. It's not like it was anything out of the ordinary, but it was like she stood out to me and I just had this gumption to help her. It was just the word help. It just was in my brain. And I did what I always do when my imagination kicks in and I completely ignored it. When in doubt, I take the road of least awkwardness. And in this case, she clearly wanted to be alone because there was a much bigger area in the bathroom where the sinks were. And then there was this little half wall that you could turn around and that's where the stalls were. And she had chosen to open up her suitcase and do all of her business around that corner. So I took that and left her alone. When I came out, She was still in that same position. And this time I thought, again, does she need help? And it was such a subtle thought, but so clear at the same time. It's really hard to explain. So I just kept thinking, I should just see if she needs help of any kind. But keep in mind, Kirk is waiting for me outside the bathroom. We have things we're getting to. We've got family milling around, things going on. It's our last day to hang out. So I'm not you know, necessarily ready to chill in the bathroom for however long this stranger might need something. And (laughs) Like I said, I have an active imagination. I also don't know if this person's crazy. So I also thought, she's at a fancy resort in Cancun. How much help can she actually need? She's just looking through her stuff for something to change into. She's probably going to get all cute, put on her jewelry, put on her cover up, you know, whatever, and then go to her room or something. So I'm washing my hands. All of my awareness is on this girl who is still around the corner. She's not within sight. And suddenly I hear, can you help me? I'm like, frick. I spin around and I'm like, absolutely. Probably a little too enthusiastic, but I don't think she noticed because she looked like a deer in headlights. I just said, what do you need? I'm pretty sure the way I said it sounded like, do you need a body buried? Because I am here for you. (laughs) And she just asked if I could tie her cover up in the back. So I'm doing it 
And I just remember vaguely thinking, I have no idea how tight you want this. I have so many questions for you. Why do I feel like there's electricity in the air? And all of a sudden, she blurts out, I was supposed to get married here. And I called off my wedding, but I came anyway. I'm a mess. I don't know what's going on. I'm just all over the place. I'm sorry. Even as I tell you this, you guys, my I have goosebumps on my arms. <laughs> I'm sitting here alone in my office talking to a microphone and I have goosebumps telling this. Also, when I tell you I was not feeling spiritual in this moment, I am not I <laughs> this isn't like a you know, I walked into the bathroom going, "Lord, lead me, bring me someone to pray for or to talk to." No. That was not There are those days when I am feeling more ministerial than others. This was not one of those. I had to like mentally slap myself and realize what the heck was going on because I think I just stared right back at her. I actually, I'm pretty sure I said, I'm sorry, what? What? She goes, yeah. And I vaguely remember us both knowing her cover up is now way too tight. And I said, is that good? And she's like, yeah, that's fine. She just stood there and I stood there. And then she just started repeating again. I just called off my wedding. I was supposed to have my wedding here. My mother-in-law is here. I told my side they didn't have to come, but none of them canceled. They said, no, they're not canceling. I'm staying in my honeymoon suite alone. I just, I don't even know what to do. I'm sorry. I'm just a mess. This is me mostly paraphrasing, but at the same time, I feel like it's been burned into my brain. So it's very clear in my head, but she might not have said those exact, you know, words in that exact same order. And I just remember staring at her and I remember thinking, is this girl for real? Am I for real? Are we here right now? Is this, is this really what's happening? She could have told this to anybody else, but all of a sudden I knew very clearly she just got here and she is on a different planet mentally. And I just said, I called off my wedding in 2018, eight days beforehand. No matter what you're feeling right now, it gets better. It will get better. And she looks down at my stomach and she goes, I see your baby bump. And I just said, it gets better. I am married to the man of my dreams. I'm here with his family. I'm due in August. Whatever is happening to you right now will pass. It will pass and you will feel like it was a different life. We kind of stood there and I said, you're not alone. Again, because everything she had blurted out is still just falling into my head while swirling around with me going, what the actual heck is happening right now? And she repeated that her mother-in-law came, is supporting her and her friends and family. And I said, good, live it up, embrace your time here, let them support you, come around you and party with you. So I knew what was next. I can't not pray for this chick. But again, I am having to mentally and spiritually wake myself up going, okay, This is bigger than just me, but I don't know if she's cool with me praying for her. I don't always drop that on people. Not everyone's down for it. So I took a chance and I was like, can I pray for you? And she goes, yes, I feel the Holy Spirit all over this. And she just put her hands out like she wanted me to hold her hands. And I'm like, okay, doors wide open. We're jumping through it, whether I'm ready or not. (laughs) And we talk a bit more and she's squeezing my hands and I prayed for her afterwards. When I look at her, she's got tears coming out of her eyes. We talked for another quick second, but I just kept telling her, this is going to pass. It will get better. Whatever you're feeling right now, it's not permanent. Relax, find some peace this week. 
Let your friends and family support you. Let them force you to have fun. I just remember also telling her, come say hi if you see me by the pools. And we repeated each other's names. And I told her, I'm not forgetting your name. I mean, her name was Asia. She was tall, gorgeous. I'm not forgetting her. And I come out of the bathroom to Kirk and my mother-in-law and sister-in-law. And I'm just in total shock. And I just start bawling. (laughs) Also, pregnancy hormones, perfect timing. The other thing I, I need to point out is that I have not run into the same person twice while at this resort. I didn't recognize anybody more than once except for this poor little kid that was throwing up in the cafeteria at breakfast. Definitely recognized him the next day. He had a lot more color in the face the next day, but I did recognize him. I say that because a few hours later, I was making another trip out of another bathroom. And who do I run into but Asia and a friend of hers? I forget her friend's name. I think it was Diane or Diana now. And I just said, well, look who it is. I probably freaked her friend out at first, but we got to talking a little bit more because I had so many questions that I had not asked in that first encounter. Like, first of all, what the actual hell happened? Why did you call it off? So I asked her and she just said he was a liar. They'd been engaged for two years, but he had proposed after just six months. And the way she found out he'd been lying about a bunch of stuff was through a phone call with his mom. She mentioned something and his mom said, that's not true. And from what little I know, everything fell apart from there. Oh, as we were saying goodbye in that moment, she mentioned, oh, you're glowing. It was really sweet of her. Asked me, I think we mentioned like due date. And then her friend said that she was due first week of August as well. And so we were just like looking at each other like, this is great. Same. I learned a little more later in our third encounter. This time, just a couple hours later, Kirk and I are getting in an elevator to go back to our room and get ready for dinner. And keep in mind, there are multiple buildings at this resort that have rooms. And she could have been staying in any of the other ones. We're getting in the elevator and I turn and who is standing there right behind us waiting to get in the elevator? No one else around. Asia. And she's alone and she's got a huge crowd with her and she just happens to be alone. So I turn around. Right before the elevator opened and I see her with another drink in her hand, I just laughed and I was like, Asia, meet my husband, Kirk. He is the answer to a lot of prayers. (laughs) And she confirmed she's surrounded by a lot of support. Pretty sure she said she was like four drinks, maybe a shot or two in, having a great time. I said, good, you look great. She said everyone that's there knows what happened and they support her. And apparently nearly everything that she has known about her ex was a lie. It goes far enough that a friend of hers who produces movies wants to actually make something of her story. And gosh, dang it, I forget what she said it was going to be called. I th- Her friend has produced two so far. There's like a insert title number one, insert title number two. And number three, she wants it to be Asia's story. So I wasn't going to mention a podcast. This does not necessarily follow me around It's not like I'm out living my life constantly looking for opportunities to have conversations like this or talk about this experience. And when a memory does pop into my mind, it kind of feels like it almost happened to someone else. I say that a lot. It feels like it was someone else's life. So much has changed since then that I think it's safe to say that it did kind of technically happen to someone else. I am so not the same person that I was way back in the day when I met my ex. Life is just very, very different now. And I think I was as thrown off as she was by this whole thing, because this is just 
other than, you know, occasional conversations here and there, obviously social media, that's where a lot of people with similar experiences find me. These conversations happen, but not like this. (laughs) So we're standing in the elevator and we just keep pressing the buttons on the elevator over and over because we're on different floors, but we weren't ready to stop talking and get out. So here's the last thing I learned that just put the final nail in the coffin for freaking me out. I learned that for her, everything went down and she canceled everything on Mother's Day of this year. So I don't know if you recall this detail of my experience, but when I found everything out about my ex and officially called everything off and my parents realized that they were not crazy, it was Mother's Day 2018. So do with that what you will. Don't know what that means, but it's weird as heck. I think to this day, my mom says that was the best Mother's Day she's ever had. But anyway, we did intend to get each other's contact info. Didn't happen. I kind of wanted to just give her space. I think the next time I passed her as we were going to dinner, I kind of like gave her a little head nod and and she yells out. She's sitting with her friends and family and stuff and her crowd. And she said, I'm okay. Like, I'm okay. And I said, I know. I know. I'm not checking on you. You are more than okay. I didn't get her contact info. I did. It's funny. Maybe they'll remember the name of my podcast. Again, I don't throw that out either. The only time I mentioned a podcast was when she was talking about this movie and she said something about her friend. I think we were comparing how similar our experiences have been just with the few details we know because I didn't tell her much of anything and I didn't know nearly as much as I wanted to about her experience. But the few details, I mean, you, you can tell from what I've shared already, the few details we did know were making us freak out. So when she seemed to be open to the idea of her friend turning her experience into a movie, that's kind of when I said, well, on that note, if podcasts are also on your list of possibilities, I now have my own podcast. So just add that to the pile of things you have to think about right now, among everything else. So if it's meant to be in the future, I'm sure we'll find each other because this happened. For all I know, which has happened many times before, she could randomly stumble across my story on something was wrong or my own podcast or a friend could recommend something. Hey, this sounds very similar to what you went through. Lo and behold, she goes down the same internet rabbit trail. Many of us go down, you listen to something, you look up a name, you want to figure out who's who, or you want to find me on Instagram or whatever. And then she'll realize that was the out of breath pregnant girl that tied my cover up way too tight in the bathroom in Cancun. So Asia, if you're listening to this, this ain't over. I think that's going to be today's episode, my friends. Thank you for bringing me along with you in whatever you're doing right now, whether it's stuff around the house, you're out running errands, you're on a jog. Won't be me. Good for you. The idea of anything jogging adjacent right now makes me want to throw up. Okay, I have to tell you about something that isn't new at all when it comes to supporting creators, but it's very new to me. I've been researching ways to support the costs of this podcast, and I know ads are an option, but I really love being able to keep these episodes ad-free for now. If that does have to change in the future, I'm extremely conscientious, and finding companies I'd feel 100% excited to talk about probably won't be that easy anyway. So a friend told me about a site called Buy Me A Coffee. 
It allows people to just send a few bucks one time, or you can support someone on a monthly basis. In my case, I've set up both options. So you can either buy me a coffee for five bucks, but the money's definitely not going to coffee. It's going to the hosting platform that I use that stores and distributes all of the episode content. And because my episodes are chonky, I pay a higher monthly fee. So I also have to pay for the online recording studio that I use to do the interviews. And even though I do all my editing myself, I do pay someone to clean up and optimize the audio because that is not my thing. The site suggested I start the monthly support option at five bucks a month, but to start, I set it at four because this is still an experiment and I don't have as many perks to offer monthly members as I would like to yet. I would like to offer extra content and release episodes early to monthly supporters in the future. Unfortunately, due to costs and time, I can't even do that yet. As you heard me mention today, I can barely keep up on a weekly basis. So maybe one day we'll have a whole space and purpose team and we'll live the dream together. But for now, if this works out well and the response is positive, I'll move in the direction of bonus content as fast as I can. So right now, there are two main ways that you can directly support and help sustain this podcast. You can leave me a review, which makes a huge difference in exposure. And you could go to buymeacoffee.com forward slash space and purpose. The and is spelled out. So it's buymeacoffee.com forward slash space A-N-D purpose. Donations can be anonymous, but shout out to Catherine, Mandy, Heather, Brenda, Molly, Jacqueline, Kelly, Lil, Aubrey, Chelsea, mom, my other mom, Jen, Shannon, and all of the anonymous supporters for being so quick to take action and support me. Thank you.